Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're reading Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 27 through 43. For the dedication of the new wall of Jerusalem, the Levites throughout the land were asked to come to Jerusalem to assist in the ceremonies. They were to take part in the joyous occasion with their songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The singers were brought together from the region around Jerusalem and from the villages of the Netophathites. They also came from Beth Gilgal and the rural areas near Giva and Esmaveth, for the singers had built their own settlements around Jerusalem. The priests and Levites first purified themselves, then they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I led the leaders of Judah to the top of the wall and organized two large choirs to give thanks. One of the choirs proceeded southward along the top of the wall to the dung gate. Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, and Jeremiah. Then came some priests who played trumpets, including Zechariah, son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micaiah, son of Zakur, a descendant of Asaph. And Zechariah's colleagues were Shemaiah, Azarel, Milalai, Gilalai, Ma'ai, Nethanel, Judah, and Hanani. They used the musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra, the scribe, led this procession. At the fountain gate, they went straight up the steps on the ascent of the city wall toward the city of David. They passed the house of David and then proceeded to the water gate on the east. The second choir, giving thanks, went northward around the other way to meet them. I followed them together with the other half of the people along the top of the wall, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, then past the Ephraim gate to the old city gate, past the fish gate and the tower of Hananel, and on to the tower of the hundred. Then we continued on to the sheep gate and stopped at the guard gate. The two choirs that were giving thanks then proceeded to the temple of God where they took their places. So did I, together with the group of leaders who were with me. We went together with the trumpet-playing priests Eliakim, Maasiah, Miniamin, Micaiah, Eloenai, Zechariah, and Hananiah, and the singers Maasiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzi, Jehoanan, Milkaijah, Elam, and Azer. They played and sang loudly under the direction of Jezrahiah, the choir director. Many sacrifices were offered on that joyous day, for God had given the people great cause for joy. The women and the children also participated in the celebration, and the joy of the people of Jerusalem could be heard far away. All right, now that the wall is finished, it's time for the celebration. Today's text outlines the party that they had as they celebrated what God has done. They took the choirs and and basically walked in two different directions around the city, singing and praising, playing musical instruments and singing songs of praise to God. It was a giant party. Now, here's what I notice about this. The celebration service, it was not just about the walls, was it? If you remember the last couple of chapters we read, the people didn't just rebuild the walls. They restored their worship. They rediscovered the Bible, they rediscovered the law and God's promises, and they rededicated themselves to them. Now, I believe that the reason Nehemiah includes all of this information uh, from the last couple of chapters is because it was really central to their reason to celebrate. Like, it would have been really easy for the story to go, hey, I'm Nehemiah, I came to town, the walls were broken, through a lot of opposition, we rebuilt the walls, so now we can be a people again, right? Great, let's celebrate. Wouldn't that have made sense if that was the story? That could have been the entire story, but it's not. That's because the walls being broken were not actually the cause of the nation's downfall. They were just a symptom. 
Only after rededicating themselves to God did they celebrate the accomplishment of repairing the walls. This celebration is as much about the city and the walls as it is about the people returning to God. So what does that tell us? Only what the Old Testament has been trying to tell its readers for centuries, right? The nation did not fall because the walls fell. The nation fell because it forgot God. Walls do not make a nation secure. Only when they had returned to God did they find the security that they were looking for. Man, if you could fix a country's problems simply by building a wall, that would be kind of easy, wouldn't it? And at the surface, that's kind of what the book of Nehemiah appears to be about, right? There's no wall. Build a wall. Problem solved. But the wall is just a symptom. Did it need to be built? Yes, in that day and area, it was important to have a wall around the city. But a deeper cause still had to be addressed. Repairing the walls without repairing our hearts would be like a person who is bleeding saying, I look terrible, I need to change my shirt. Listen, if you have a bullet wound and address only the outside appearance, then guess what? You haven't solved anything. You need to stop the bleeding. The walls were a symptom. The heart that wandered away from God is the cause. The brilliance of Nehemiah and the only reason that he could throw such a big celebration is because he addressed both. Two choirs walked around the city in opposite directions singing, ending up both at the temple where many sacrifices were made. This celebration lasted a long time and the joy and the singing and the shouting of the people could be heard for miles around. Good parties can generally be heard by the neighbors, can't they? And this was a good party. The whole neighborhood noticed. Now, outer success is great and worth celebrating, but the celebration is much, much sweeter when it's accompanied by an inner strength, isn't it? I mean, it's great when something good happens to you, but when you can see God working and you know without a doubt that this wasn't just some random good that happened to you, this was God working in your life, isn't that celebration so much sweeter? Doesn't that make you so much bolder? Doesn't it make you so much more confident in telling the world not just about some random fortunate coincidence, but about the way that God actually moved in your life? That commitment, that dedication to God and his work in your life is the source of the joy. His peace is the source of the celebration. You might be feeling like you've lost your joy. You've lost some of your peace and you're scrambling around trying to rearrange your life in order to get it back. You've got crumbling walls and you're determined to rebuild them on your own, but you won't find it that way. Yes, the walls may need to be fixed. Yes, you may need to make some changes just like Nehemiah did. But if you want the real and lasting joy that comes with it, you will only find it when you rededicate your life and your purpose to God. So, how about you? Where is your joy? The kind of joy I'm talking about is the kind that even the neighbors take notice of. The kind that you can't help but can, you, you can't contain it the kind of joy that goes with you wherever you are. Have you found it yet? Or have you lost it? Because we discover or we rediscover it together in God's purpose. Let's pray. 
God, I pray for that kind of purpose and I pray for that kind of joy, the kind of inner strength, the kind that we know that we're, we know we're solid. We know who we are. We know that we're yours. And so everything else is just, it's just bonus. Um, God, I pray for those victories. I pray for great victories for everybody listening. I pray for the kind of, um, the kind of victories that we can point to that say, man, only God could have done that. I pray that you call us out of our comfort zone. I pray that you call us to accomplish great things, but ultimately the source of all of that is you. All of it has to be you. It's always been you. God, don't ever let us uh, forget that. Don't ever let us rely on our own uh, crumbling buildings for our strength instead of you. So I pray today for all of us that we would find our joy. We would find the deep and lasting joy that comes from being solidly centered in your purpose for our life, God, individually, as a family, as a church. I pray that we find that today in your name. Amen. Have a great day.